Jericho, his association on site. You know what that means? You can be with your wife and your kids. I'm attacking you. The other two morons, Big Daddy, or whatever their names are, you can be with your wife and kids. I'm going to try to get you. Garcia! Garcia! <laughs> My man, I know where you live. You think I won't show up at your house, dog? So keep running on sight. I'm main event Max, he's X Division. So I'm sending you home. You're not a tough guy, Joe. You just injury prone. And I'm bad for your health. Got that towel because you can't stop playing with yourself. And Tony, why we give this guy a chance when we beat them in the ratings? He was their champ. First and foremost, Tony, cut the shit. Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> I want to be a podcaster. Yay. His mother named Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> You're so high, you don't even know it. Oh, I'm a boy. You ready for a scotch ad? We don't know anything <laughs> about him. The only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses. <laughs> That's flair! <laughs> Probably look like Jim Duggan digging the tape out of his crotch. Benoit, enjoy my wife. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my god, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick! <laughs> I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games! Let a war! War games! Our impressions. Uh, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark, Bark like a dog. dog. <laughs> oh, 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 jinx. Holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we go. By the way, what is with the lack of facial hair? Do you uh, join a lesbian roller derby league? <laughs> it's even funnier because if you see, if I took off, here, let me take off the bandana. It gets even better. Yo, I, do I or do I not look like I'm back to like 20? Oh, well, yeah. At least the facial hair, not the age itself. <laughs> Hillary's like, you lost like four years. <laughs> I was going to say, will you follow in uh, the Ezekiel lead? <laughs> he did it, so I did, I'm I'm his brother. <laughs> he looks like uh, oh my god, he looks very Manilow, dude. The, the one picture it looked like it wasn't Festus. Who was the other one? The other. 
<laughs> Who's the oh God, I don't know. There's been so many memes about him, to be honest with you. I think it's fantastic. <laughs> but they had a wrestler that was supposed to... Eugene. It's like Eugene Part 2. It's oh, that one picture look like. <laughs> I'm not Elias. I'm his brother, Ezekiel. Are you fucking kidding me? Come on. You... You know what? It's funny that uh, I. This is generally how we would, we would try to shoot the shit and then say record. But I feel like you know what? Record. That's our. We're live. Here we go, pal. We're already in. This is great. Welcome everybody. Good <laughs> wrestling day to you. This conversation conversation had to be a part of today's show. And really, Ezekiel was the best you could come up with. This man's been sitting on the sidelines because he because he had a shaved face. They're like, ha. It's his brother. <laughs> How do you do this now? Where are you going from here? Really? That's the best you could come up with this entire time was it's his brother. <laughs> He's going to be released in a week. Yeah, that's extremely true. I mean, you got, oh, God, so many just phenomenal memes out there. One, I think he looks like the guy from, like, Futurama or something like that. He also looks like Barry Manilow. Barry Manilow. And was yeah, great. hey. It's episode 101. Thanks for listening to the Top of Wrestling. Wow, we've never really just kind of went in with a conversation like that, but I guess we kind of had to, man. I it just I had know. to vent. I had to vent, brother. You know, you know how it is. Well, I, I and I, I get I what you're saying. You're talking shit about my facial hair to begin with, <laughs> lack thereof. Yeah, well, that's very, very true. And just do me a favor. Just do me, me a favor, man. Don't get too close to any schools, okay? Let that shit grow in first. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look at it's not like I had the mustache that you can Promo go with. Wars that... too. Holy shit, for real. Wow, we're... look at it, I know you had a rough day at work, but don't take that shit out on me. I look good with the shaved face. You asshole. always look good. You always hey, look good. On this show, I have a face I have facial hair. Just like Nightwing on this show, he's black. He's black? <laughs> a black analyst? <laughs> and why not? It worked in Blazing Saddles. Oh, that's a shout-out to Nightwing. Oh, God, that was so... That was just tremendous last week and a text on the side. It just worked so well. Nightwing, I gotta, I gotta thank you. You were a ray of sunshine in an otherwise dreary world. I popped like a motherfucker. Like, oh, for those of you who know, I'm black. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, wait. No, it's, it, let's get the, the wording right. Was he different, goes, though. It was the way he said it. it just, I got it. I had to because I had to reiterate it a couple of times, and I thought about it over the weekend, and I and I brought it up to my wife. He goes, "As most of you know, I'm black on this show. <laughs> That's what just on the show. But though. other times, I identify as Mexican. No, it was just it was phenomenal and." But it's funny because he goes, LOL, I'm sorry, guys. Don't be. That's yeah. tremendous. I mean, how many slip-ups have we had? I mean, that's how some of our greatness is born. Um, but, hey, it's episode 101. Thank you guys for everybody who has listened to us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You subscribe, you like, you share. And when you do, you become a winner of things like our really awesome T-shirt. And that's what happened for Lil John last week. And as you already know, this week we have a lot in store. Uh, this week we even have a top topic. Talking some things that is kind of up our alley. Music, entrance themes. You know, you hear a song and you immediately jump out of your seat, whether you're in the arena or you are at home. 
You know, you hear a certain song and you jump. Kind of like last week, we talked about Austin, you know, when you hear the glass break. But Vince screwed it up at WrestleMania by popping the wrong way for Austin (laughs) Theory's music. I went back and watched it, and I'm like, oh, pal. Yo, did you happen to see that this is the first time I'm with him? Dave Meltzer gave the rating to Pat McAfee versus Vince McMahon. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Awesome theory. Okay. He he gave a fair, I think it was like three and a half, four stars. I'm fair with that. Yeah. He gave uh, Austin, no, no, I'm sorry. He gave the Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee match negative two stars. And I go, <laughs> huh, wow, we agreed on something. Cool. Because <laughs> the fact that Pat lost after a football to the gut, that was enough for me. <laughs> But this week, besides our top topic, we have some news. We got AEW results and what's going down tonight. Each show seems to be like it's pay-per-view quality. Uh, we got Bring It to the Table. And, of course, we have our Monday Night Wars. It's the go-home show for Revenge of the Taker. That's right. We get a a little Marky, a little little young professor. It was a, what would you call it, a student of the game at the time, right? The Not student before student. he became the professor. Yeah, I mean, you you get you, that you, far in advance at that. Well, yeah, no, I'd still say you were a student at that point. You 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 quickly got to uh, maybe teacher's assistant shortly after that. Yeah, I would say by you know, probably high school years later on, about eighteen, nineteen, and you're like, ah, okay. It's not like I I thought it was still real back at the oh, age of fourteen. Oh, that's right. But... You weren't in high school back then. God. No, this is about. I was fourteen at this time. Jesus. No, thirteen, thirteen. Because as you remember. It goes along with WrestleMania as to how old I was. WrestleMania just happened, so I was 13. Bingo. Uh, I did get to go a little bit in advance, and I did finally watch the Revenge of the Taker pay-per-view the other night in its entirety. And I sent you a screenshot (laughs) of one thing, and I was like, just in case you need a a little bit of a uh, marker to look at where you could find me, here it is. Were you in that shot? Oh, you dick. No, I'm serious. It was on my phone. It was hard to see, I think, because they showed a video. Yeah, I know. They showed Owen on one side, and then they panned to the other side of the ramp, and I looked to the left of Owen, and it totally looked like you. But it was small. It was on my cell phone. Okay. Why do you think I shaved myself today? I, I, shaved I was going to say so it was weird see because what it matches. you the had the buzzed head and you were shaved. Yeah, that's exactly what you look yeah. like. Yeah. I mean, I know that ever since you and I met, I've had facial hair. But yeah, at one point in my life, I actually didn't have it at 14. You know, it's funny. I was actually looking. This has nothing to do with the show, but fuck it. We're just going to talk because that's what we do. Uh, you know, my uh, your profile pic uh, in my contacts is a picture of you from Big John, his old house in Greece. Remember we did mm-hmm. the steak cookout the one time in yeah. the backyard? Yeah. That's from that night. Oh, uh, that was a a good and bad day. I was drinking whiskey and gingers in like a <laughs> giant Stein type mug. It was and hot as fuck it out. It rained. It did rain. And it was a oh. charcoal cookout. And I left my bag of charcoal out in the rain for a little bit. Well, it was fine, and not, not a whole lot of it got wet. But the ground did. And everybody goes, "All right, the count of three, we got to go." And the timer set. And your brother Nick was the judge. Oh. And you know who else was a judge? That boy. Well, I mean, free food, and, right? Yeah. 
Hey, you know what? I will be a judge that day. How many? How many different steaks? Um, and it's funny because so it was one, two, three, go, and I go to lift up my bag of charcoal because the ground was wet. The bag came up and everything just went right to the ground. That's happened to me before. Oh yeah. But I got second place, and and your and your brother said he goes, dude. The only reason you didn't take first is you were just late, man. He goes, you were a couple minutes later than everybody else. He goes, otherwise you could have been there. And I think you took first place that yeah. day, didn't you? Yeah. And if yeah. I'm not mistaken, isn't that not the day that I kind of I took the professor to school a little bit on technique for steak yes, cooking? Yes, you did because. Because Big John was like, hey, you got to open this thing as many times as possible and flip, 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 flip. You're like, bro, do not even touch this thing. Leave it. <laughs> let it touch once. Flip. That's it. Leave this thing alone, man. I'm like, okay. Because I was I was a gas grill guy, not a charcoal guy. So, yeah, you took me to school that day. I do remember that. Good times, man. Good times. Well, you saw a very drunken, panicked <laughs> professor. I'm like, oh, my God, all my charcoal's on the ground. Do I just put the steaks over it there? <laughs> <laughs> Right. Just cook it on the ground. Oh my god, that was a good day. I do remember that day very well, too. And then not. <laughs> All right. Let's get into some news. Um you know it's funny we always get into well, who was released this week? Well, this one, good. Yeah. That's at least the theory I'm on, man. I'm gonna be this way. You know, let let me just begin by saying, you know. We had a conversation on the side, and I'm glad I'm remembering this now. So first, Nash Carter was released by the WWE, and Kimber Lee. I always have to, I hate to put that space there. Um, so they were together, and we're going to go ahead and say couples abuse. He abused her, and she put a picture up of herself, swollen and bruised. Yep, fire him right away. And I know that Nightwing on the side. And this is not to blast him in any way or on his theory. You know, we it's were just, just talking part of the it discussion. out. Yeah. Right. And he was like, but it sucks because it looks, he goes, he's not uh, innocent until proven guilty. I said, that picture kind of said enough. And she went as forward as that. If he wants to go back and go back on her for being fired and, and money he could have made, if it's proven one day that he didn't do it, fine. Now, the Enzo thing. All the way back, it was just a tweet allegation, right, with some words and stuff. But for me, I don't know. The visual kind of hit the hit it home. It's like, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. WWE had to separate themselves from it as quick as possible. Yeah. What it's, your, it, what's your take on this whole thing? Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I, I kind of side with both of you. The visual definitely taints things, right, because now you have something. And... I do agree with Nightwing that it's innocent until proven guilty and that some, you know, there are people who will go out there and just say shit just to get attention and will tarnish somebody's reputation. Now, which one is it in this, in this particular instance? I have no idea. Uh, I thought it was kind of weird that the tweets that she was putting out, it seemed weird, but you know what? I've never been in a, in a victim of abuse like that. So I don't know mm-hmm. what that mind frame is like. So I'm not going to judge her for that. Um, if this, if this is all, if these allegations are true, I certainly good for firing him. First off, that's the good first Mm -hmm. step. Hopefully she's able to get away from him and never is in a position like that again. Um, it's not a good situation at all. Uh, all, you know, um, yeah, it's just not cool. Uh, like you said, that visual really brings it home. 
and that's like yeah, yeah and, and so it comes about happened. around uh wrestlemania weekend right is when this around it happens and i'm like you know it, it hasn't been said if they were if there was alcohol involved or anything but it could have been you know just a just you know disputing something or however it escalated but this was the result of it um and yeah i mean it's funny because we say that you know it should be innocent until proven guilty they say it in the beginning of every cops episode they say it all the time to you but let me ask you something man if are you innocent until proven guilty if they if if someone said yeah john doe over here he murdered someone Okay, well, John Doe's sitting in jail. He's guilty until proven innocent. And something in this exact case, you're kind of guilty until proven innocent. And I and I understand what the textbooks say and what, you know, our Constitution, all that, but fuck that. We both know the truth is, is that it's guilty until proven innocent. Right now, in this exact situation, he has to prove that he didn't do this. He can't well, walk around and say, I'm innocent. Well, there's certainly, I mean, that's certainly the way things are now in general. Uh, that's what I'm getting with at. social media. Yeah, you're guilty until proven innocent. I mean, that's just the way it is because anybody can say anything. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't stick. You know, there's definitely instances of trolls going out there and just saying, oh, this person's a toucher or this person did that or this person did that. And then it all subsides because there's no validity to it, right? There's no smoking gun. It just dies because it is just some troll. Um, but ultimately, if this person is, you know, if, if Kimberly is making a statement saying, look, this is happening to me, then we have to presume that she's accurate in her story so it can be looked into and decided what's really going on. Devil's advocate. Why the fuck are you posting it on social media and not going to the cops? Well, that's what I was kind of getting into earlier is that that seemed a little flighty to me. But again, I have not been that vict- in that victim position before. So, I mean, maybe that's what she felt she had to do. Yes, I agree. But that's with you. the issue with this social media world is you feel like you have to get a following behind you before in here have people go, "Oh God, dear, you should go get uh, a cop and blah 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 blah." No, but maybe no, that's what why? she needed. But maybe that's what she needed. But did you? If you have the balls to post it, then you have the balls to go to the cops. Again, I'm on. I, I, I'm going oh, no, devil's advocate. I played one side to the other now. Yeah, yeah, but that's what we're doing. So maybe yeah. she, maybe the way she thought of it is. You know what? If I put this on Twitter, then it's a story, and then there's no hiding it anymore. It's out there, and then I can do take the next step. Again, we've I've never been in that position, so I I don't know what that mind frame is like. You know, I, I'm speculating. I don't know. But... I'm just a keep it at home kind of guy, and I don't mean like yeah. if it's abuse, you keep it at home. I'm saying more of like you keep it at home. But if you're gonna go, I like my abuse kept if behind you're gonna closed at doors. Least go to social. Well, what I'm saying is, if you're willing to say it to a friend. Sure. Or anybody mm. that you've been beaten, raped, this and that, then you, and if you're willing to go to, like, if you say it to a friend one on one, okay, you put it on social media, you probably should have already went to the cops. Is all I'm personally saying. I see both sides. This is just, it's a mess. It's a mess. And because and of all cool. of this, he is released, and now his partner is also stripped of his tag team title. You know, because. Lord knows he had nothing to do with this unless it was a, they, you know, did a tag. Nah, that's not right. Anyway, so <laughs> tag team titles are vacated, and it said that uh, what would have been last night, that there is now a five-team gauntlet that is going to determine your brand-new champions. I don't even I'm know what glad. tag teams are left. 
I, dude, I saw the name and I go, nope, 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 nope. Okay, we're good. <laughs> I didn't know any of them. I think one of them was like the Creed brothers. And I don't even know who they are, except both of them, probably their last name is Creed. Gotcha. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, jeez. Oh, yeah. Going from one negative thing to the other, you from know, one, from one I like to make to jokes. For, no pun intended. Jesus, that was your taste, my man. Your taste. Good thing not that many people listen. Anyway, um, who's canceling us? If, we, if, anybody, if we get canceled, at least we know it's someone close to us. And again, you shouldn't have went to social Trolls. media. You could have went to us. All right. Maybe we make a lot of jokes about this person about fifteen bucks, and you can get a OTPHJ from her, and. Nice, I got nice. I I let you sit on that for a second. I wanted to make sure. Yep, and now how much? And I even wrote, it's not even funny anymore. Yeah, Tammy Sitch, Sunny, now under the influence again. You know, one time you go on to the airport and you air to the airport and you happen to have a loaded weapon. It's like, wow, you (laughs) silly bitch. It's not funny anymore. Now, this girl has now killed someone. Manslaughter, vehicular manslaughter. It was an elderly gentleman, and her actions has now taken someone's life. Look, it's not even your first DWI. Mm-hmm. You learn from these things. You know what I mean? And we all do. We all make mistakes, and we move on, and just don't make – I mean, you – the first time, the second time, the third time – were all some major ass warnings to you that you could eventually kill yourself or someone else. And if you're worried, if your only worry was, what's the worst thing that happened? I kill myself. Then do it in the basement. Like, you know, a man or don't whatever. Do I don't care. <laughs> don't do it on the car. I'm just, to clean. don't do it in a car where you are putting other people at risk. And yep. it's bullshit because now the problem is with drunk drivers is that their bodies go so limp that they can survive it as we're someone who's trying to brace for the impact, which most likely is what happened with this guy and his life is taken. So yo, put her behind bars where she can't get out. This should, she shouldn't get out honestly anymore. I mean, this many instances, this many issues, as many arrests, it's I don't think she should get out within 25. Every time that we've done a story and we've done a couple of them about her getting arrested. It seems like she's out the next week. Yeah. I'd have to go back to every one of our documents to go back and see how many times she's been in there, but I would be willing to bet easily we've covered five arrests. Oh, we've gotten a hat trick at least. Yeah. So this isn't, uh, like I wrote, it's not funny, man. It's, it's you know, some things are kind of, like, it was kind of funny when, what the fuck were you thinking of bringing a gun or ammunition <laughs> to the airport, you know? But this is like, all right, now I, jokes aside, man, go to jail. Stay there. Yep. So, girls not learned their lesson. Um, and one more piece of news that I had actually done a little bit of looking into. I'm sure you have some news that you'll be bringing. So, uh, MLW. You know, I mentioned that they were going to have MLW Intimidation Games on Thursday, the WrestleMania weekend. I didn't really cover much of it um, in our results because we went what was it, an hour and 45 minutes into just Something like that. WrestleMania yeah. weekend as it was last weekend. So um, 
But the entire L.A. Park family, all the wrestlers that are involved in that stable, were all released from MLW. Because apparently that night they were supposed to do a run-in during the post-match between Fatu and... Oh, I'm sorry, not Fatu. Um, yeah, Jacob Fatu. <laughs> Jacob Fatu. And Hammerstone. Um, and they were supposed to do the post-match, but they apparently went into business for themselves. Made it way more of a takeover and gang type style than it should have been. And were actually serving real strikes and chair shots. So they have all been released from MLW. Who knows why they went into business for themselves, you know? I mean, it's kind of like we'll never really get the full story as to why Austin Aries just popped up after that Bound for Glory match, went into uh, business for himself, flipped off the crowd and left. He hasn't really done anything with anybody ever since, you know? But that's what happens when you go into business for yourself. So I'm sure this is not going to bode well for these guys because MLW, unfortunately, is probably the bottom of the barrel at this point. They're probably maybe at best close to NWA, but I feel like NWA is way more talked about than MLW. So that doesn't bode well for you guys. Not good. Uh, Do you have anything positive this week? Shit. Yeah, yeah, just the one thing that I wanted to throw in there was uh, I saw a story this morning about it sounds like Peacock is going to in a uh, I think I forget I forget if they said a few weeks or a couple months or something like that, but uh, seems that Undertaker is going to have his own Broken Skull Ranch style podcast podcast podcast. Wouldn't that be cool? So is it him interviewing people like like? Austin they does? They didn't get into specifics. It seems like a rumor, but I mean, it seems like it makes sense. But, uh, you know, it's probably one of those things Undertaker be like, what the fuck? I'm going to do a podcast. But uh, he was on Joe Rogan. That was a great. I've listened to that episode like three, four times. It was just good just to listen to him talk like a normal person, uh, but still talk about his time in the business. His first match was with fucking uh, Bruce Brody. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, to have him run a podcast and just have conversations with people, and I'd like to see it just be not not just wrestlers. What um, I would like is um, who, well, all right, you take a Bruce Pritchard kind of podcast where you have a Conrad Thompson. doesn't have to be Conrad, but someone who's going to be there kind of half-ass asking questions who does the data research and Taker just goes. Excalibur. Um, exactly. But you go in order. So then you're doing kind of like I love listening to the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia podcast, or I actually like, if you're a fan of The Office, there's a thing called The Office Ladies, and they go in order from pilot to episode two, Uh three, four. They go 100% in order and just do that with his career. He could break down a pay-per-view for one whole thing or a whole feud or, you know what I mean, going right in order. And you know that would be a highly listened to podcast. I'm in. I can't. I can't 100% quote who it was, but I read that someone was like, ah, my only problem with his uh, Hall of Fame thing is it was more Mark Calloway, and Undertaker is the guy himself who was going in the Hall of Fame. And I'm like, but did you want him to talk as a dead man for 45 right. minutes? Or I, I was totally fine with the character laying his character to rest. Did you? Were you, you didn't say the same thing about Kane last year going in and not wearing his mask and shit so it was weird yeah exactly i want to thank (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, other than that, I would actually be down for a podcast of his. I, I would listen to it all day long. Hell yeah. Nice. Well, I, I guess that's uh, that's news this week, isn't it? That's that, that. That's a light week. Before we did get started, before we hit record, and you mocked my uh, lack of facial hair, him a baby face, um, we started talking about how AEW had just a fantastic show. Mm-hmm. Because our sound opener, as you heard, <laughs> Jericho, my man, on site. On site. <laughs> it does not get any realer than just listening to Kingston get on the mic and talk. We'll we'll get to yeah, when we get there, I, I got some things to say for sure. Well, let me ask you first, starting with that, I sent you a link earlier today. Did you happen to have it on in the background? Dude, the Hey E. W. You know that I was a half an hour late. I played oh, the yeah. link when you sent it to me and I got about ten seconds in and then I was working until I got on. So, Fair enough. Yeah. Um, it's just great because the Hey EW thing I told you first was Dan House and it was kind of funny because it was, Hey, ew. <laughs> and then Tony <laughs> Khan did one. And now this one was Eddie Kingston. Kingston was good because the guy was asking him, he goes, can I call you Edward? And he goes, <laughs> that's, the, that's the only part I saw. He goes, I'm getting paid for this, right? No? Right. But, yeah, then, but then every time the guy asked him questions, like, Really stupid questions, too, but he was doing it. It was like the guy is himself playing a character, this podcasting announcer, right? And Eddie looks and he goes, I know you all are laughing here, but really, I can't stand this guy right now. It's hysterical. And I'm like, they they were like, just run with it. Let's see how long you can go until we piss him off. It was, I loved it. Um, But yeah, that's how he opens our show this week on site. But yeah, we'll get there. Um, They open with a match and they were like, it's a first time ever. Adam Cole versus Christian Cage. I was like, but we've seen it. Whether or not it's been in a six man, we've seen it. But okay. I was still in. It was a good 20 minute banger. It was a great solid match between Adam Cole and Cage. And of course, you knew that Adam Cole was going to win. Now, why don't you take me through what happened afterwards? Because now I'm already kind of bored. (laughs) Well, it's pretty much what you expected. Uh, As soon as Cole wins, Red Dragon runs down. They start taking the boots to to Christian Cage. And then naturally, uh, a boy and his dinosaur come down and uh, they make (laughs) the save. The best part was as they fought off, Christian Cage just went to the back. You just see Christian Cage walking. He's like, all right, I'm going to the back now. He starts walking towards the side of the ramp. They save him, and he literally was like, well, thanks, guys. I'm out. I'm going to take a shower. Yeah, and then if I'm not mistaken, was this the segment where right afterwards um, Adam Page came out? Was it mm-hmm. this segment? Okay, yeah. Yeah, this is where I'm bored. Yeah, so Page, so Page comes out, and he just like storms down to the ring, gets right into Cole's face, smacks him. Uh, I didn't like that. I didn't like Cole not fighting back, just getting slapped and leaving it at that. That kind of bothered me a little bit, you know? I agree to that, but I will say it was the only part I liked out of out of Adam Page this entire week was getting right in the face and being like, look at me, boy, and, and mm. slamming his head, like, in the air, like, just kind of giving a good shove. I was like, ooh, okay, I'm in, I'm a little in. little fire, a little fire. But, go ahead. Why am I bored? What's happening this Friday night? Uh, Excellent work, Monty. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. That was a hell of a setup. I don't challenge, know. 
Adam Page challenges Adam Cole to oh. a title match. He goes, since we're going to be in Garland, Texas next week, how about you be... and me for the AEW title? We have some cowboy shit in a Texas death match. Okay, let me tell Didn't you something. Did we already do this? Thank you. Five Texas death matches in a week is too much. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. You know, you had one yeah. already with um, Lance Archer. Just That was the last yep. one that you just had. Now you're going to have another one with Adam Cole. Is this your thing? I is hope this not. what you're into? <laughs> I'm not into it. No. I, I would, I would not you. I meant Paige, but I'm more <laughs> like, why didn't you? At least, how about a Texas strap match? Texas, yeah, I would have been fine with that. Right. Strap match, I'd have been fine with. Just something different. Texas Hold'em match. I would have been fine with Jesus. Oh my God, I've been fine <laughs> if they both. If they just okay, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Play some cards in the middle of the ring. It, it wouldn't have been this. <laughs> Unless Adam Pay or Adam Cole walks out with the championship, but your next in line, one hundred percent, is got is looking like CM Punk, yeah, which is great. I have to talk about that real quick. What is your feel on Punk becoming a challenger and Punk possibly winning the championship? I want to know your feel, prediction, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, certainly. So I think it's good. I, I think it makes sense. I understand saying, well, why put it on him? He's just there to draw people in. Shouldn't be putting the title on him. I get it. I heard Cornette say this once, and I thought it was really interesting. A heel champion sh- sh- should always have a longer reign than a baby face. The reason is, okay. the whole idea is you watch the baby face go through the trials and tribulations until he finally gets to the top of the mountain. And then you want to heal to hold it for a long time to make it more worth it on the other side. All right. Now that's old school mentality. So going back to punk, I think him winning the title would be such a huge moment. The pop would be unbelievable. Even if you said you would hate it, you would love it when it happened, but you got to make sure you get the right guy to take it off of him. And it shouldn't be that long of a reign. Um, I think MJF is the easy choice for that. So my thing is, when you're ready to put the strap on MJF, put it on Punk first. Okay. But the problem is, does Punk dethrone Adam Page or does Punk dethrone Adam Cole? That's that's the tricky part because we're in a very weird transition period, which would end up being a transition to a transition. Because I don't think I don't Page... want, and you don't want that. No. And I don't actually at this moment don't want Adam Cole as a champion. Me neither. Maybe because he has been mocked so many times that the title is bigger than him yep. that I'm like, I need someone else to carry that title. This is me booking this, okay? You made a great point, but uh, when, when it comes to the heel having a longer reign, Punk dethroned John Cena at Money in the Bank. That was a face, and it was still a face also when he finally, well, he beat Del Rio and carried it for a long time. But then, remember, he turned heel mid-reign in that 434-day reign. One thing I want to go back on, he hasn't held the championship since losing it to The Rock at Royal Rumble 2013. So if anybody's like, oh, well, they're just going to put the title on it. It's been a long time, nine years since a man held a championship. Let's not get all upset about anything. I think it's well deserved. He's gonna, he has put his time in here so far. 
if he wins it at double or nothing, I have absolutely no issue with it. I think right now it wouldn't hurt to have one of your most credible people, name-wise, holding that title. Adam Page isn't your guy. He bores no. the shit out of me. He yep. bores the cowboy shit out of me. Um. So what if you have that great Adam Page, CM Punk, Punk, I respect you. I respect your cowboy shit, but I am going to be taking that title from you. It's two faces, just like your John Cena thing. But in that title match, John, or uh, I said John Cena, CM Punk turns, and he is now your heel champion that everybody's going to have to chase for a while. MJF, again, doesn't even need that championship right now. It makes sense. Or he turns mid reign <sighs> Yeah, to me, it's still too early for that. We just got Punk back. I I get that it's shocking. It would be a good swerve. But I say let's just keep Punk face. So if that's the case, how do we get there? Because this guy is already slashing at his waist, and no one is coming out and stopping him. No one's saying no. Your best, biggest heel is MJF, and he's stuck with Wardlow right now. And all that crap. So, who's going to stop him? That's an excellent so I'm just, question. This is yeah, a really this this could be I. But let me just say this: as it's pointing right now, Punk is going to probably double or nothing to face a cha- to face the world champion. Maybe we get a triple threat. Maybe this Friday it's a vacant. It becomes vacant somehow. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe that's what we need. We need it to go to a draw or something Vacancy. like that. <laughs> Just give the title. I'd rather vacant right now than Adam Page. Jesus. <laughs> right, All right, man. Right. Run down the rest of AEW. What else happened? All right. Well, next we got to see Samoa Joe in action. And, man, oh, how much I miss it. This was great start to finish just because, first of all, you got Max Caster doing the rap, which was fucking which great. He called out. Joe in so many ways. You're just X-Division. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And then we beat you in the ratings when you were the champ. <laughs> Jesus. Dude, he slaughtered Joe, but and, physically. And, yeah. And Joe and Joe was selling it great, too. He's just kind of like raising his eyebrows like, yeah, that was a good shot. That was a good shot. Uh, and then fucking Joe just gets in his fit. You know, uh, Caster's talking shit to him. And Joe's just going to like, nah, headbutts him. And I love the way Joe strikes. It's like the under, like the, well, I love the way the Undertaker strikes. Joe's look mm-hmm. more realistic to me because he just, he's got the foot stomp in it, but man, he lays that shit in there. Then he does the cabbage patch after he beats him down, dancing over him. Uh, and it was so great because the whole time I'm like, all right, choke his ass out, choke his ass out. And then he puts him on the top buckle and hits the muscle buster. Fucking yeah. Which he's not allowed. He wasn't allowed to really do the muscle buster in WWE after everything happened. This one wasn't as um, as uh, vicious as his old ones. This one he kind of backdropped him a little bit. I think he lets go now and lets you pretty much just go down on like your ass mm-hmm. or like your lower back in back, a way. Yeah. Um, I noticed it too. It's nowhere near the viciousness he used to give in Ring of Honor or TNA. But those guys were able to take it back then, and I'm not saying it's not any different now. I'm just saying that just thanks Tyson game, Kid. We want to play safe. <laughs> um, but you mentioned his strikes. 
You know who he reminds me of strike-wise? Randy Savage, where you have the foot stomp mm. and the punch down at the same time. The pop, pop, pop. I, and also, my other favorite puncher has always been Bret Hart. That's what I was How just going to say. His, that's what yep, I was just going to say. Turns the whole body, yep. punch every time. He had Flawless. very specific punches, yep. and Joe has specific punches. So I'm glad you brought that up. Um, and he advances in the Owen Hart Cup. Yeah. So, or, well, I'm sorry, we're not even calling it the Cup anymore. It's the Owen Hart Foundation Tournament. For the and cure. Holy shit. Do they hit that home every time? Yeah. Well, got to drive it home. But if you do say Owen Hart, you can't say any. You can't even just say Owen Hart. You got to say Foundation Tournament. You got to follow up with everything. Yeah, well, that's the big thing. They were even putting it up on the Tron while people were cutting promos and stuff. Yep. So, yeah, he advances. I'm kind of excited because that's the first guy to advance. If that's the guy, already excited about this tournament. Absolutely. And then uh, we got a little. Women's Tournament. Yeah, well, we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. So, after the match, uh, Jay Lethal and uh, Sanjay on the Tron. I forgot all about this. Cutting a promo. You know, basically talking about how Joe, you know, ruined his moment at our Ring of Honor. And uh, he said next week he's going to have a big surprise for his mentor. It was cool, too. He recalled him his mentor. So, you know, I called your phone. You didn't answer. You didn't answer. It was pretty good. I liked it. It wasn't too bad. So, man, I pride myself on trying to make sure I give the exact right history, Mm. and I left out one tiny key. So last week, I was like, Jay Lethal, in the ring of, or in the ring with Jonathan Gresham, and, you know, he mentored Gresham. And I go, and out comes Samoa Joe, and I never mentioned that Joe was the mentor Mm. to Lethal, and how awesome that moment all trifected together. I didn't say that he was Lethal's mentor. I checked. Huh. Because I because I went back I to double did. check and I go oh when it was during the editing I realized it and I was mad at that because I was like oh that was my main point because mm. I love that it was the trifecta of mentorship but right. yes lethal does call it out on that so that's happening tonight I'm mm-hmm. I'm interested in this that's cool absolutely absolutely uh, next we get Captain Sean Dean uh, against Sean Spears you may remember uh, Captain Sean Dean has previously beaten MJF it was one of those fluky roll up things I think during the Punk feud. Um, we haven't mentioned this yet, but at ringside all along the barricade. No, this is this is the one where Punk came in and gave the GTS to Sean oh, Dean, and MJF right. earned his first loss of the year. <laughs> yes. Um, they've got signs. They look like wanted signs, kind of on the barricades. It's for Wardlow. It says, "Attention, AEW security. Do not let this man enter the building." Uh, fucking hilarious. So, uh, yeah. And what happens is, all of a sudden, MJF gets on commentary, uh, just talking shit on Shivani and Excalibur is so great. He is, he is, we beat it to death. It's worth it. He's the best. Um, uh, but then you get like the the, the old school WWF. Up, oh, I'm getting something in my headphones. Uh, can we get? Can we get? Uh, can we go to the back? What's going on? And Lord love, dude, this is like a movie. Like the, if they would have filmed this a little bit better, they could have turned this into John Wick Four. This motherfucker just comes in and starts murdering people. The first guy he throws over the equipment box. It was dope. The next guy he grabs and slams into the like by the throat into the lockers like three times. It was fantastic. And then the real cops show up and actually hold him back. Um, but this, the distraction is enough for Sean Dean to actually beat you Sean mark Spears. the real cops. Well, the real cops, they actually had the uniforms as opposed to the guys in polos. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I've seen a girl wear a uh, police uniform once, too, but she took it off. You want to call her a cop? <clears throat> Boo! Anyway, oh, I want to make a prediction on something here before you go on the rest of this thing with Wardlow. So they mentioned, last week we had these 8 by 10 posters or pictures up about Wardlow. This week it looks like they're 10 by 16. I'm calling it, we are going to get up to weekly. It's going to keep expanding, and we're going to end up having, like, giant fucking banners that say Wardlow is banned from the arena. I'm telling <laughs> you, it's going to be gonna huge. It's going to get bigger and bigger each week, and I love it. If that's the exact route they're taking, it's my first thought. Once he goes, well, it's bigger this week, I go, oh, God, please make it bigger and bigger, because every week he keeps coming through and destroying the piss out of every security <laughs> guard. I love this. Keep this going. I think it's funny. Yeah, and, and I really do like Wardlow. We, we've been putting him over since day one, I feel like. And uh, I really, I'd like to see his promos uh, get better. I don't know if I want him with a manager necessarily, but uh, keep making him look like a beast, man. Uh, I think ultimately not, we both have already said he's going to lose to MJF, but that's fine. But not yeah. every big guy or every person needs a manager or even really needs to talk. I get it that you have to be able to talk. He could talk decently enough to get on the mic and go, MJF, I'm coming for you. Man, a little words, that's all we need. You know yeah. what I mean? It's, it, other than that, he's been great. And right now, the more over, or I mean, the more uh, that he's not wrestling and he keeps getting blackballed by MJF, the more over he is by the crowd. The crowd goes nuts every time absolutely. he starts destroying people. I love this. It's a perfect build. Absolutely. Well, next, let's talk about what we want to talk about on site. Uh,. Hey, we go to the back. Uh, so earlier there was a promo. It was somewhere, you know, earlier earlier in Dynamite. There was a promo. Uh, it was the Blackpool Fight Club. And Regal mm-hmm. is standing there, and he's looking at where the TV's supposed to be, but doesn't look right, and it was kind of hard to figure out what it was at that point. And he's kind of, like, touching it, like, huh, that's weird. And, you know, they do their promo. And at the at the time, I'm like, I'm like yeah, but it doesn't look like there's a TV. It looks weird. I found it so weird. And even Moxley did like a weird thing, how he even leaned into the mic and he was looking <laughs> around like he couldn't tell where the camera was. I go, what the fuck is up with this promo? Then you're right. It makes sense later. Yep. So so we cut to backstage and uh, Proud and Powerful and Kingston are beating the shit out of the Jericho Appreciation Association. And as they earlier powder, in the night. Yep. So they, they show them powdering uh, to the parking lot. And Kingston has the flat screen TV that was once mounted there and just throws it at him. <laughs> it was so great. Hager comes it was awesome. Speed, Hager's comes speeding around, opens up all the doors. They all get in and, and drive away. Uh, and then we get uh, Proud and Powerful and Kingston coming to the ring. I'm going to get one of those Proud and Powerful shirts, man. I like it. I'm going to get one. Oh, dude. Uh, so, and, and Kingston does Kingston. He is on fire calls him out and he says on site he explains and he goes Garcia I know where you live dog you think I just won't show up at your house <laughs> your wife your kids on site <laughs> Jesus on site. and the best part is man as much as much as I absolutely love Ortiz doing the tiger style thing as much as I love that he stood still in the center of the ring with his arms crossed, got on, called Pissed some people off. up, and handed and handed the mic back. Then they're walking the ramp back up. He just looks into the camera and he just goes, "The best." Didn't scream it. Did oh, give me more. These guys should be running roughshod over everybody. 
he is it's a different feel of him you know mm-hmm. at first it was the he's the rottweiler or the group when it was all five of them in the inner circle and now you screwed him over you stab me in the back i'm pissed off and now in the way you just, you're right how he just stands there i'm like it's a completely different demeanor of ortiz it's perfect santana excellent on the mic as well oh, so um good. it was a perfect promo and they're all facing each other tonight in a six-man tag. Yep. Awesome. Not as much as the next match. Um, so basically what happened here, we had the Hardy, the Hardy Boys uh, versus Butcher and Blade in a tables match. But basically what AEW did was they said, how can we maximize the amount of time somebody goes through a table without ending the match? And the way that they did that was they made it elimination style. And another stipulation where, excuse me, it has to be an offensive move that puts your opponent through the table. So if you miss and you go through the table, that doesn't count. So they probably got about, you know, a dozen table breaks in this match. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was weird because Jeff Hardy was the first to get eliminated. He disappeared, and then he showed back up to make the save because, you know, it's no DQ, so the guys that got eliminated can still interfere in the match. Um, Yeah. Interfere is fine. But he actually did an elimination. Exactly. After and they called it. And they I called go, it. Yep. What? Yep. Look at Maybe if you never eliminated him, if you did him consecutively, mm-hmm. they have to go through consecutively. I've seen WWE do that in the past where um, in order for this tables match to happen, both guys have to go through consecutively. Right. Which is cool because that's another way of doing the multiple. If you want, you, know, you can get past the offensive thing, which was stupid. Um, just consecutively. So if you miss the swanton and you go through, you went through a table. It was a weird, screwy setup of rules and finish. I did not like it. It was just trying to use use of the hardies and tables, Mm -hmm. and it was a a piss-poor way of doing it. Yep, wasn't good. Matt looks rough too, man. Bro, I get you're going Mm -hmm. for that whole Hardy Boys vibe. You don't got to wear that shirt no more. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> next week <laughs> oh that was awesome <laughs> next we get a jade cargill promo i like jade cargill i don't give a fuck what you say i like jade cargill <laughs> god yo i'm so glad that you said that i thought we were gonna argue this i like her tony cut the shit i love the cut the shit i want to go to the next pay-per-view or whatever where the sign says tony cut the shit she begins or enter or it begins or uh, exits every interview with Tony with cut the shit. <laughs> and then she's, she's now basically recruiting like, like Godfather used to with it, with his hose. She's recruiting. And, and so she can have a section in the crowd. That is that bitch section. The baddies, <laughs> the baddies. And yeah, what I like what about was. that is last week they go look at, and it's, and yo, first of all, Jade is supposed to be a heel. By all means, how oh, they're yeah. making her to be is a heel. Definitely. But she goes, but let me say the baddies, we are about empowering women all over. And I was like, ah, that's a total fucking face move, man. I'm like, that's kind of weird that you're saying that. But I'm so cool with it. I'm all right, you know. Kind of like uh, Megan the Stallion, right? Kind of a bad girl vibe, but still there to empower the other women, I guess we'll call it. Right. Um. But she, it's funny because they show this section and 
you could tell the camera, it was like woman, 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 woman. And then you see this white guy with a beard. And then the camera stops and goes back to Jay, Gar- Jay Cargill. And I go, and we ended the baddie section. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I love her. I'm so glad you said I like her. I'm like, oh, cool. Because I actually really like her a lot. She grew on me over the last couple of months. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. She's she's got she's got the presence, man. No taking that away. Yeah, uh, I've only seen a few matches as of late, so I, you know I'm not sure how that's going. But man. she's the one person that when you gave her the championship, she actually got better. Yep. Some people once they get to the championship, you're like, oh, that was their goods, huh? <laughs> like Becky Lynch. I'm like, oh god, man. yeah. After Jade that, it, it gets just... impressive week after week. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, that's why it's better to just keep fighting the fight because once you get to the top of the mountain it's all downhill from mm-hmm. there yeah you start doing heroin like becky <laughs> <laughs> ziggy oh, played sorry. guitar <laughs> <laughs> she was seeing spiders all right <laughs> all right next uh a match that i didn't really care for uh we have the owen hart foundation tournament did i get that right uh hikaru mm-hmm. shida versus julia hart did you write hard on purpose, or was that just a Did title? not. I swear to God, okay. it's Hart. Okay. <laughs> Julia Hart. Uh, I thought she'd left. She didn't. <laughs> now, what's, in, what's kind of funny is that last time she had really been seen was when Malachi Black spit the black mist into her face, and she was taken out. She has and is supporting a little bit of a black mist eye kind of substance. She's going house of black. Yep. Because right before this match even gets going hard enough, she looks at the varsity blondes and goes, go. And she called off her team to go to the back. And they After threw a tantrum like a couple of bitches. Yeah. And... It's well, a couple of weeks ago, she also sat while the blondes took on. Uh, I actually think it may have been the House of Black. She sat on the ring steps, sitting there all pouty looking the whole time. And now this week, she comes in and does that. I think she's joining House of Black. That's my that's what I would do. Yeah, that makes sense. You got it into my eye, and now it's in my brain. Boo! All right, what else happened? <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. Uh, Serena De- Deeb comes out post-match, uh, and it was the, the classic, the music hits. She's looking at the entrance, but the camera's such that you can't see behind her. But she yep. figures it out, turns around in time. She's got the kendo stick. Deeb has the chair. And uh, Deeb, uh, they hold each other off, and Deeb just powder. So they're keeping that thing going. Um, I'm yeah. cool with it. I like a long-standing yeah. feud that just keeps coming back and forth. Doesn't always. I mean, it's not like it doesn't. It's not going to necessarily be your John Cena, Randy Orton, but it, it, you know, you can keep this going on and off for the next year or two. They they've actually given good matches, and it's the only time I'm like, I like a Sheeta. <laughs> yeah, I tried to give her. Yeah, I you know, I tried to get into Sheeta, and I did for a little bit, but I'm just I'm done with it. So, but yeah, it's not Riho. Yeah, it's at least it's not Riho. But I'll tell you what. After that, it was the main event, and holy fucking hell! Remember, tell you, I tell you sometimes, just watch a match. Watch this fucking match. It was fucking yeah. fantastic. FTR retains the Ring of Honor and AAA Tag Titles against the Young Bucks. 
fan-fucking-tastic. They steal each other's finishers. They do the kiss on the cheek to the Young Bucks. It was just such a good match. FTR is over as fuck, as well as they should be. I really can't say much more than that, man. No, they they are the tag team right now. And, you know, I was saying how the Briscoes having a tremendous uh, time going place to place, you know, but in a more predominant place, uh, no one can touch FTR in any tag team division, really. I mean, they are the shit right now, and that's what we've been wanting for a long time. And they dwindled away for a little bit in Ring of Honor, or uh, in AEW when they first got there in the pickup truck about, what, 18 months ago, two years ago almost? Yeah, dude. And now, finally, we're here at the right time where they're being presented the right way. Um, I do want to first say, so this was Bucks FTR 2. The first one happened at, I think, Revolution a couple years ago or last year. Um, Bucks won the titles. This had some awesome moments where this past week was there was a moment where both teams pulled down the guys that were in the ring at the same time from the outside. I mean, there was just so many great tag team moments that you're like, oh, my God, these guys are really pulling out all the stops. And I've now watched Briscoe's FTR twice because I loved the match so much. And I was like, but how different is it going to be? And FTR is just, goddamn, they're so versatile, man. And facing the Bucks, hey, man, you can hate the Bucks, but they do their job. They make yeah. you hate them. And it, it was just such a good match overall. And even the part where they took off uh, one of the Bucks bandanas and uh, Harwood put it down his pants. You know <laughs> what I mean? It was his pants and threw it at him. <laughs> yeah, it was just all of it. It's been great. Now, what I want to talk about is tonight, there has been some tweets I've been seeing, and the Ass Boys or Ass Club have been tweeting some things out, and Punk had made mentions like, I'll fight your whole goddamn family. And then all these other guys are like, I'll fight, I'll fight. Harwood writes, Brett thinks we should team up with you. Yeah. <laughs> and there's That's been a awesome. lot of teasing with FTR and Brett. Yes, yep. Punk has given plenty of uh, homage to Brett. First, he did it with the one, two, three kid uh, thing with Darby. Yep. He did a roll up with Wardlow, which was the same exact thing that he did with uh, beating uh, Diesel at oh, Survivor okay. Series. That quick yep. roll up. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. He also and he also did the Piper. Uh, choke from behind roll up when beating uh, MJF. So there's a lot, you know what I mean? Like there's there's options here. It, or not options, I'm sorry. Like there's call ways outs. that he keeps yeah, references. call outs. And I think that you could maybe see Brett coming in at some point with FTR the way it's been hinted, but maybe that's just for the fun of it. But I think tonight we may get Billy Gunn and his boys versus Punk and FTR. I'm just saying, I think that's what it's kind of looking at right now. That's not a terrible thing. Uh, one thing about the episode that I that I forgot to mention was the backstage brawl between Swerve Strickland, Keith Lee, Powerhouse Hodge, and Ricky Starks. Yes, and Keith Lee's like almost spearing Hobbs through an obviously gimmicked uh, piece of uh, drywall into another yeah. locker room, which was just fucking a great visual. Just wanted to throw that yeah. in there. It was just another great visual. No, that me. was that was another great moment, and we're going to talk about them in just a second too. Um, Rampage results. If you didn't watch the main event, you have to. But first, you have Brian Danielson beating Trent Beretta in you know 
we knew that was going to happen, keeping that Blackpool Combat Club going. Um, Swerve defeated Cutie Marshall. Um, after that, we had, again, more. That was on purpose. If you saw yeah, the Cutie know, written in I that know. one, that one's on purpose. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but we're pushing more of the Swerve and Keith Lee versus Powerhouse and Starks feud i like this me too i like it it's giving everybody a, a way of highlighting because they're all single wrestlers but i'm cool with it being in a tag team way for right now is a stables fending off with each other it's not really a, a real stable with what lee and strickland are but it's something i'll, I'll take right. it and it's it's giving them all exposure and i actually love you know you go back to the days <clears throat> the rock this smackdown's my show starks and hobbs keep saying rampage is our show when they eventually do a draft split or whatever, they're gonna say Rampage is our show, man. That's what, it's our show, and they they always are highlighted on there, and that's what they keep saying to Lee. I like it, just little things. Yeah, man. <clears throat> uh, Red Velvet defeated Willow Nightingale, the chick that I saw at the Ring of Honor pay per view, and she now advances in the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. So we have Red Velvet, Hikaru Shida, and Tony Storm. Well, that tournament has not a lot of promise behind it. Jimmy but in the main event, too. oh, yes, that's true. Um, John Moxley said that when he came back a month or two ago, all I drink now is blood. Dude isn't kidding. He is going to bloody everybody that he has a chance to. <laughs> if you didn't see what Wheeler Yuta looked like, just Google a picture of him, and you'll want to watch a match. You want to talk about paying homage, man. There was a moment in there where Moxley puts on a Texas clover leaf and Yuta tries pushing himself up with his fists. Man, it looked just like Austin, man, just the way yeah. it was pouring down his face. Um, but Yuta gets the respect, the handshake from all three members. Looks like he is a part of the BCC. I'm in with it. I like it. In what better way? I mean, he had to face all the guys and... One thing that didn't make it to air, but is shown on some, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, some pictures that I've seen. Danielson puts the pure championship on Yuta Forum, kind of like a sign of respect. I as did well. see that. I did see that. Yeah. Um, I'm cool with it. Hey, his name's out there now between winning the title and what's going on with this stable. It's on him mm-hmm. now. You're getting the opportunity here, dude. Make it, yep. make it count. You know, because I'm interested. I want to see what comes next. I like Willie Uta. Didn't know. I didn't care for him when he was a part of the uh, Orange Cassidy gang. But now that you're in this, okay. And you showed that you could go pure wrestling rules and beat the best. He did. Josh Alexander was very, very highly. Um, he's just awesome. Is that who he beat? I think that's who. He, oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, that's who he beat. Um, but then. <laughs> Going against Danielson and then going against Moxley and taking the beating you did, he had moments where he almost beat Moxley. It was awesome. So, yeah, you're right. You got me in. Tools are there for you. Just do what you need to. Being with Regal, that's all the better. I love it. Hell, yeah. Uh, But what you can expect tonight on TBS is you got MJF taking on Captain Sean Dean. So this will be their second match. And I think Wardlow's going to screw over MJF. I think Sean Dean's going to go 2-0 over MJF. I think it's just kind of a given at this point. Um, we get that six man, Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz against Jericho, Hager, and Garcia. 
and the match that we just talked about, the tag team match of Powerhouse and Ricky Starks taking on Keith Lee and Swerve. We have the AEW Tag Team Championships on the line as Jurassic Express will take on Red Dragon. One thing you failed to mention was Jungle Boy calling them out in a thing saying, you know what? Usually challengers have to challenge. We're going to throw down the challenge. Next week, we'll face you in a match. And then, the fucking dinosaur had to kill it for me. Yeah. (laughs) Did you hear what he said, though? Before that, uh, he goes, dragons and dinosaurs. If Red Dragon doesn't win the tag team titles this week, I'm going to be really fucking pissed off that I keep yeah, watching seriously. a boy and his dinosaur. Um, but the match that gets announced, another banger of a match. Samoa Joe is the challenger to the newly crowned Ring of Honor television champion, Minaro Suzuki. Yes, please. Yep. May I have some more? <laughs> I'll take it. Holy shit. And that's just one title match. This is a championship week going on for AEW because Rampage on Friday night is going to have your 17th Texas death match of the of the week um, with Adam Page and Adam Cole. And then on Saturday night, they have Battle of the Belts 2. First one was kind of a uh, wah-wah because yeah. Cody got COVID and that whole thing kind of went weird, but... Um, you got Thunder Rosa taking on Nyla Rose. Maybe what we, we get a two out of three falls match with the tag team t- titles. Something gets pushed. I mean, unless this is where you put Jade Cargill and uh, probably Maria Shafir or Scorpio yeah, yeah, yeah. Sky and, and, and Sammy Guevara again too. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm over that. That's, oh my God. I saw a meme online, or it was like a Did thing. You? It was like a poll. <laughs> Which do you like better? Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti or Graves and Carmella? Because both are just nonstop making out on TV. I was like, I like the skip button. There's a thing, there's a thing, uh, you know, because uh, Ty Conti came out to help him with the, the placards, you know, the signs during commercial yeah. break. And there's one where it's photoshopped, and it says, AEW paid for us to overdub the booze. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear that Khan is like, there's bots out there that are saying AEW is bad. Oh, my God. That that whole thing is batshit insane. And then Becky basically retweeted the whole thing, except it was people booing Becky or just bots. Who would pay for such an elaborate thing? (laughs) It's horrible. Um, But also this Saturday night, quick mention, we do have... New Japan Pro Wrestling will have their Windy City Riot, which will be in the Windy City. That's right, in Chicago. And it's John Moxley in the main event against Will Ospreay. Jay White is facing an unknown person. We don't know who's going to show up. <laughs> Talk about another banger. Tomohiro Ishii will be taking on Minoru Suzuki. And then we have the New Japan Strong Openweight title, which is on their Strong Evolve show. Uh, and that's Tom Lawler taking on Yuji Nagata. This one was one of the main reasons I put this in here. I thought you'd be impressed with this. We have the Bullet Club, which will be the Good Brothers with Chris Bay, El Fantasmo, Hikulio, or whatever, however you say it. Hikulio. And an Isn't honorary that, uh... member of the night, yeah. Scott Norton. Holy shit. Yep. And they're taking on the United Empire, which is going to have a bunch of guys. Whatever. 
Don't really care. <laughs> I just thought it was really great that Scott Norton is going to be a part of the Bullet Club for the night. That's I'm insane. like, yeah, it's kind of like, well, you're one of the OG NWO members. You kind of just fit right in. It's kind of like Meng or Haku. Meng. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Yeah, you're in. Uh, yeah, man. I, other than that, you know, when it comes to the whole, oh man, I now I know what I wanted to bring up. You know, last week it's someone wrote online because Corey Graves and Carmella apparently tongue fucking each other. First of all, this is the worst Monday after Mania ever. It was. I read the results and nothing even looked like I could have even gotten Cody excited about anything. Cool. Eh, it was all right. I've seen that promo in AEW a time or two where he cries and talks about his family. Um, I need my brother. The funniest thing, yeah. But the funniest thing is that, you know, Carmella and in, in, uh, Graves, they kind of made out hardcore, and then they got married this past weekend. And one of the best tweets that I saw, and I shared it to you guys, someone wrote, yo, there's a live sex celebration on Raw tonight. And they go, man, they're really pushing Veer's debut really hard. <laughs> Just bring it, bitch! Oh my god! Oh yeah, bring it to the table this week. Um, you know, speaking of Veer debuting, you have any uh, anything you want to bring to the table that was new and impressive to you this week? New and impressive? No. New? Yes. Uh, name changes, man. Name changes. I feel like this is all, uh, the one of the. Uh, deleted verses from we didn't start the fire uh raquel gonzalez we once is... had once sir walt had... <laughs> once had done now we have <laughs> uh oh my god i have to redo that one for us raquel gonzalez is now raquel rodriguez why why did you do that i still love that picture with her and whoever lauren phillips <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that one. I mean, I don't know. Some tall redhead. <laughs> Subtle. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. Yeah, that one didn't. You know, obviously, Walter is now Gunther. Marcel Barthel is Ludwig Kaiser. Pete Dunn is Butch and Elias is Ezekiel. What in the fuck is going on? Pick a fucking name and stick with it. Yeah, it's funny because I saw the other day someone was like, yeah, well... You know, how dare they change names? You know, what happened if Cena stayed prototype and Batista stayed Leviation or whatever? However you were saying his name, I don't even know what that was. Is that what it was? And I'm like, okay, that is a good point. However, FCW (laughs) was not televised in anywhere other than Louisville, Kentucky. So, right. you had a very small base that you were dealing with. You put them on the network for several years as Pete Dunn, Walter. Fuck that. You put them on TV as Elias. And now you're like, ha, he's Ezekiel, pal. It'll pay off at WrestleMania. We'll face him. We'll have him do like a, a hologram match. It, it, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you don't Terrible. have anything positive to bring this week to the table. Nope. I don't have anything positive necessarily either. Um, it's kind of a negative. You know what I miss? WWF Magazine. You know, I mean, for a while we still had the the dwindling uh, pro wrestling magazines that were in there, the Almanacs, things like that. But they all kind of went away because we have the dirt sheets. And yep. it sucks because I used to look forward to monthly going into Wegmans and, and seeing if they had the newest magazine. 
and it's funny because what brought this to my attention was I used to have a giant. I still do. It's in storage, but we're talking like hundreds of wrestling magazines. And I have, you know, WWF Magazine, then they also have WWF Raw, which we're starting to see that they're promoting on the Monday Night Wars now. And I even have what you used to get at the thing, man, WWF Program, where when you went to the Rochester War Memorial back in the day, they handed you a program for the night. So I got all those, man, and and it's a shame that all that shit's gone to the wayside, especially the magazine, because they used to have a guy in there that was giving you a little bit of dirt. Is Brett going to turn on this, or is Sean going to turn on Marty at some point? They kind of hinted it in the magazine before they started hinting at it on TV, which was cool. You know, it's they the magazine was worth getting. But one of the main reasons that made me think of it is next week, not only am I on the pay-per-view, I was in a WWF magazine from this exact pay-per-view because one of the cool things is monthly or whenever they had their pay-per-views, inside results and exclusive photos from that event. And you'd see... You know, the still shots that were taken that, you know, when the cameramen are at ringside, those things were actually put into there. And I was in the WWF magazine because um, Austin and Bret Hart fight in the uh, uh, crowd area right in front of me. I'm not sure if I make it to TV, but I definitely know I make it to the uh, to the magazine. But it's funny. I want you to point. I'm going to point out right now that next week when you watch this thing. When they start fighting in the crowd, a woman walks over and just touches Brett and asks him if he's okay. Just a crowd member. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. Are you okay, sweetie? <laughs> Sir, he looked like he hit you. Are you okay? <laughs> Would you like me to call the police? Uh, well, hey, man. That's good shit. Next week, uh, Nightwing, he'll be back. He'll be black, and he'll be here with some uh, good shit. But this week, let's go back to 1997. Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. What are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? Where we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah. It's about damn time I got what I wanted out of this federation. Because you and Gorilla have seen fit to hold me down as long as you can. But the bottom line is, you can't hold me down no more, son. Nobody can. You really know how to apply leverage, don't you? Hey, Bret Hart comes out here and says, I've been screwed by the WWF. He says, I've been screwed by Vince McMahon. Well, you ain't been screwed yet, Bret, because you ain't been screwed by Stone Cold Steve Austin. And you can bet your that's what will happen. Which I'm up to here with. And I'm telling them all to come on. Come on down the shore at the next pay-per-view. We'll take on the whole batch of you. They come out. They're in spandex, right? They got Eric Bischoff with Rodman t-shirt on, going, I'm too sexy for Dennis Rodman, too sexy for Pee Wee Herman. (laughs) Well, the rest of the NWO are in spandex, just jumping out of the closet. Oh my. Heck, I'm 
I'm gonna go back in the closet and see what's all afraid in there, man. <laughs> they call him the Godfather, old Baldy. I'll tell you what, if I'm in bed and there's a dead horse's head in it, I have a barbecue. And by the way, I only know that uh, her name was Lauren Phillips just by uh, reading. Oh, so, yeah, yeah no, it was the Monday Night Wars. <laughs> it is April 14th, 1997. As you already heard, things are heating up because Austin got what he wanted. He's finally going to get Austin in Rochester. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. So let's break down everything that happened. And just completely omit everything I just said in the beginning part of that. Go ahead. <laughs> Don't worry. I've seen that one, too. Uh, April 14th, <laughs> 19- <laughs> I see him. I seen it. I seen it. <laughs> oh, we're already off the rails. I love this segment the most because this is like we by the time we get here, this is when we get our most unhinged. It's It's my favorite part of the show. April 14th, 1997, Raw. Uh, I don't know. Uh, you probably you have the original recording, so you probably don't get this. On mine, it says, presented in the most complete format po- form possible due to original production technical difficulties, which there were certainly a few, I would say. <laughs> this the is Raw? <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't have that. Okay. No, I just wanted to be sure because I was like, wait, are we, are we talking nitro? Because I'm like, neither of them started with that, but I am just double checking. <laughs> right. So part of the, the, I think the reason for the, the difficulties was they're broadcasting from South Africa simultaneously with somewhere in the USA. Um, mm-hmm. It is it is the go home show for In Your House Taker's Revenge or Revenge of the Taker. Uh, we open up with LOD versus the Godwins. Obviously, the uh, slot bucket incident last week led to this. Uh, we get Cornette on commentary with Vince in the U.S., which is awesome. I'm always down for when Cornette's on commentary. Um, I noticed there were bloodstains on the mat. I guess they didn't have the, the budget to have multiple mats while one is getting scrubbed clean because this one still had bloodstains on it. Look at the bloodstains. Let it uh, go. Just let it be bloody. <laughs> uh, early in the match, Hawk no-sells a pile driver. That's always a wonderful wonderful, wonderful thing to see. I think if anybody's going to no-sell a pile driver, Hawk's a good one to do it. Um, yeah, Bulldog and Owen come to the ring, and Bulldog hits Animal with the title, so the Godwins get the pin. There we go. Just building for half. To, uh, for half a moment, I thought this is where Henry Godwin was going to have his neck broken because wasn't it from a doomsday device that his neck – I think down I the road he he takes a bad doomsday and that happens. Really? Um, yeah. Um, I, I so it's funny you mentioned the the fact that this is also emanating from South Africa. Um, they keep saying it's live there. So you mean to tell me that in South <laughs> Africa they were like, all right, guys, three a.m. We're having this event. Raw is going to be on Eastern Time. At 8 o'clock, so we need to be live, or at 9 o'clock, so we need to be all here at 3 a.m. Come on. Where's the blood stains coming from? (laughs) Just, you know, I found that interesting. Yeah, uh, they do mention at one point that it's actually winter in uh, South Africa. Obviously, they're south of the equator. Uh, oh yeah, because yeah, you got honky tonk, honky tonk, uh, Mr. Mac, man, I want to get back there because I'm freezing my butt off. Uh, <laughs> way too much honky, by the way. And yeah. I also figured out that this is Blood Money '97. Yeah. 
kind of like their Saudi Arabia thing, right? I mean, yeah. And I'm yeah, not just saying much, because yeah. of that. Apartheid. I'm well, saying because of the uh, general commander that comes out later. <laughs> the general, well, he was there last week, but I'm going to get into that because it was one of my favorite moments, and of course, it was Cornette. Uh, we'll get there in a second, though. Um, I don't know if this was because of the technical difficulties. You'll have to tell me if your uh, version had this. Randomly throughout the episode, they were just showing recaps of the swimsuit competition from the Slammies. Nope, nope, that's part of the show. Okay, <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. I mean, listen, I ain't complaining, you know, but I don't know, just curious. No, I know. And for me, anytime I get to go back and see the uh, 1997 Slammies, see, aren't you glad that we watched that now? You're welcome. Otherwise, you'd be like, why do they just keep showing these women in, in uh, bikinis? Not that I'm upset about this, but where is this from? What did I miss? I could have been watching this. Maybe I could have voted. Maybe I could have heard, McMahon's got plenty of nuts. Ted Turner, don't. Oh, boy. Okay. I wish I could rip up this segment. Next, we're back to South Africa. It is uh, Jim Ross and Honky Tonk Man, as you mentioned. Uh, we get a recap of Jesse James destroying Honky Tonk Man's guitar. I love how <laughs> the look on Honky Tonk's face when he smashes the guitar. He just looks at him like, why would you do that? <laughs> it was just a I can't g- believe you just did I, that. I got to give him that one. I got to give him that one. It was a good one. Um, yeah, it looks like shitty home video. There's like no commentary through half the match. Uh, it was cool to hear more of the ring and the bumps. I thought that was kind of cool. So that was all right. Um, very live effect is what it felt yeah, like, like yeah. being in a live arena and no commentary. I'm like, well, this is actually a breath of fresh air. I don't even care who's in the ring right now. This is great. Yeah. It just it was just calmer. It was, it, that's why sometimes I like a live, live event. Sometimes the commentary just gets in the way, especially when it's honky tonk man talking. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Honky tonk man gets upset because, uh, Jesse James is imitating him. Gets up from commentary trips. Jesse James, uh, gives him a quick shot. Uh, Triple H hits the pedigree for the win. Uh, uh, Jesse James cuts a promo on Honky Tonk Man, tells him, uh, I know you have a surprise for me at in your house. It's basically Honky Tonk Man's protege uh, that's mm-hmm. going to be facing Jesse James. Uh, next, we get a recap of the now, superstar showing up. You know, we, we haven't really just to throw this out there, haven't said this, but you know, it's two years away, minimum, almost. No, about a year and a half before these guys are going to be in the D- in DX together. Yep. Road Dog and Triple H and just facing off. I just it's just kind of funny to see them facing each other. I'm like, man, where things are going to go down the road. I I just kind of like seeing the pre-building, especially like when we saw Rock and Mankind. I'm like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that's nothing compared to like 2-3 years from now." Absolutely. Uh even the New Age Outlaws. When you think about that cuz that was totally. before DX, yeah. So, yeah, we're definitely we're moving in the right direction here. Uh Shadow. We get <laughs> Rocky Maivia versus Savio Vega. Uh, I skipped to the end of the match after I heard one of the best exchanges I've ever heard. Okay? So let me just do this. I'll Lears. read this as much as I can as a script. Okay? <clears throat> so this is in South Africa, so we've got Honky Tonk Man and JR on commentary. But all of a sudden, hmm. Vince chimes in from his feed. Hey, Honky Tonk, have you had a chance to meet Nelson Mandela? Honky Tonk Man says, who is that? Does he have anything to do with that with that thing they do down here? JR, what are you talking about, Honky Tonk Man? You know the thing, it has to do with your hair, how you part it. Cornette, apartheid, you idiot! <laughs> Cornette, 
was 1 million percent the absolute best part of this episode. Him on commentary saved this entire show. It's the only reason that this show had any highlights. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. Uh, Ahmed comes to the ring. Uh, not Ahmed. Uh, Farouk comes to the ring towards the end of the match. His arms in a sling. Sav- Savio wins on a roll-up, pulling tights. Uh, Nation beats down Rocky, and Ahmed comes with the two-by-four to make the save. That was hour one, <laughs> just so you know. Uh, hour two, we get Austin in a ring with Vince. Uh, cuts a promo on Brett. Um, you know, it's funny because at this point, you can tell he is really embracing getting to just be himself and let the promos come naturally, not be scripted. Yeah. The, the caveat to that is sometimes he runs out of things to say, so he still fumbles every once in a while. But obviously we know where it goes, so there's really, you know, not much to worry about. Yeah, I'm with you 100%. So, good promo. Uh, next we get the Sultan versus Goldust. Triple H interferes. Uh, it's a DQ, and they just beat the shit out of uh, Goldust. There you go. Uh, next we get a, a Bret Hart compilation. Uh, he's in Kuwait currently, but uh, it's basically him when he was in Kuwait. Uh in-ring promo, backstage promo, same thing from South Africa. Basically just anti-American shit, you know, just building on that. Uh, next we get the Headbangers versus Mankind Invader. Uh, naturally, this match ends up on the ramp at some point, and Mosh spits something into Mankind, Mankind's face. It's a DQ. Vader tries to help Mankind, but he can't see who it is, so he just locks the clan, uh, puts Vader down. Bearer has to pull Mankind off, so they're still pushing that dissension. Uh, back to South Africa, and we hear the gong. Taker cuts a promo on the PA. They've been hiding him since the flash paper incident. Uh, they'll reveal him at In Your House. Uh, your South African general comes back. Uh, words. That's what I wrote. Words. This is why I said it was blood money. Him coming out, <laughs> you stupid Americans. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why the fuck are we watching this right now? What the <laughs> fuck does this have to do with anything right now in wrestling? Even if this has a little bit to do with the Bret Hart thing. Couldn't he have started in Canada? Yeah. At one point, I heard him say, we will do whatever we have to do, even if we have to harm innocent civilians. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Yeah. Blood money. <laughs> yeah. Blood we will money. keep all like your it. wrestlers here hostage. Yeah. Which is such a fun Wow, that's a foreshadow because it's Kuwait and you know what we're on the way of. So, yeah, it's true. Oh, man. (laughs) Main events, Ahmed versus Crush. Uh, Ahmed on his way grabs a sign from the crowd. It says Ahmed should be IC champ and kind of just shrugs. I thought that was funny. Uh, Ahmed counters the heart punch, gets the win with a roll up. Uh, Farouk cuts a promo on Ahmed. Uh, Says if you can beat Savio and Crush, I'll relinquish control of the nation. Uh, the raw music plays. We head back to Vincent Cornette. Uh, they do a rundown of the In Your House card, and uh, that's your lot. That was raw. It was. Nitro. Uh, we get a recap of the MWO Summit last week and uh, DDP calling Macho out. Uh, commentary says Luger wants his shot at Hogan tonight, and the MWO music hits. They head to commentary. You got Bischoff wearing a Rodman shirt. Nash is wearing a fanny pack. It must be in the NWO bylaws. Uh, and Kevin Nash says, why the fuck are my kids jumping up and down the hall like it's a goddamn trampoline fucking barn? When did Nash say that? <laughs> <laughs> Nash says, Luger oh, has- <laughs> on your end. Oh, I see what you did. 
Nash says Luger has to go through him first, so we'll get Nash and Luger later tonight. Uh, we get the Barbarian versus Benoit. Uh, Hart's still wearing the regular suit, but he's got a loud shirt. I'm still a fan. I love it. Uh, Benoit hits the splash for the win and naturally Dungeon of Doom jump him afterwards. Uh, Loved this match. Um, and what was great is the finish was Barbarian tried doing a headbutt from the top rope. Yep. Benoit rolls out of the way and then he hits one of his own. It was just a, it was a great finish. I loved it. Good it was sequence. but it was very hard hitting. I mean, as soon as the bell rang, Barbarian bum rushed Benoit. Yep. Lo- I just thought it was a great opener. It was. It was a good way to go because both guys were hot, especially Benoit because you know Barbarian's in the Dungeon of Doom, who's been jumping him. Uh, Sullivan has his black robe on, but he's wearing jeans underneath. I thought that was fucking hilarious. Uh, yeah, and then Benoit and Mongo come on and run a dungeon off. So there's that. Uh, we get Gene in the ring with Benoit, Mongo, and Je- Jeff Jarrett afterwards. Uh, it's basically a promo on Sullivan. <laughs> the best part is Benoit. This is a good promo from Benoit. He's been, really been good on the on the stick lately. Uh, he says, Sullivan, you're like a plague. And Mean Gene goes, or some other communicable disease. And Benoit just looks at him like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> right. As like, why did you even fucking talk, man? Like it was that he's like plague and he's like, or other communicable. Like, do you think the, like, people weren't going to catch on to what the word plague was? Like, that was really weird that you even chimed in on that. I, I actually thought that was weird, too. I'm so glad you caught that. That might have been a Vinceism where Vince is like, hey, pal, nobody's going to know what the plague is. You got to say AIDS. Too soon? I'm sorry. Uh, but we can't just tell it to you. So we're going to have this quartet of singers. Full blown it. Sorry, it's a family guy reference. It's, it's good. I got it. I got gotcha. you. Uh, next we get Hector Guerrero. Yes, you got H. Yes, you got H. Yes, you got H. You are positive that you are HIV. Like you said, good thing nobody listens to us. We can't get canceled. <laughs> Uh, Malenko wins with a clover leaf. Doesn't break the hole that he comes out. He's still in a sling. Talk shit to Dean. Says, hey, if you mess with my brother, you're going to see a side of me you don't like. And that's that. Next, we get Reggie White at ringside. And we've been informed he has signed to wrestle for WCW. I don't remember this. Uh, apparently, he's lined up to fight Mongo. He signed the contract. Mongo has not signed yet. Uh, next, we get Juventud Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. Uh Ray wins with a fucking sick Rana. He had so much momentum. He lands, he did the flip, and they just went so fast that Hoovy's shoulders, like Ray almost went, rolled backwards to where he was going to get pinned. He had to shift his momentum to, to get Hoovy's shoulders on the mat. It was really sick. It was, uh, but he had that much momentum on him. Next, we get Jean on the ramp with Luna Vachon. She basically says she's the number one c- contender for the title, cuts a very Luna-esque promo. And as she's walking off, Mean Jean says, you haven't changed a bit. You doing anything after the show? <laughs> oh, Mean Jean never disappoints. <laughs> he does not. He does not. Next, we get Ultimate Dragon versus Lane Carlson for the TV title. Guess who wins? Uh, next, we get Six versus Prince IUK for the Cruiserweight title. Uh, Six wins with the Buzzkiller. Uh, Same thing as Malenko doesn't let go afterwards. Buzzkiller is kind of weird. They described it as some, like, chicken wing-esque move. It it was a weird move. I can't say it's one of my favorite submissions, but uh, we don't often see Six win with a submission. So 
Nice to always have the yeah, He's more of a buzz kill than Buzz Killington. Yeah, no shit. Buzz Killington. Holy indeed. shit. Another two for two guy. on the Family Guy yeah, reference. Exactly. I may actually have to go for a hat trick. <laughs> there you go. Uh, next, uh, Mean Gene calls out Flair, Big Pop. He's got Kevin Green with him. Kevin Green's still wearing his Panthers jacket. Uh, I wouldn't. Yeah, well, I was going to say, this if was I got fired. where he was released, right? <laughs> if I got fired, I wouldn't wear the company sweatshirt anymore. Unless it was a Carhartt. Maybe I'd wear it after that. But Way too many football players on a wrestling show at this point, by the way. Yeah, wait till Three. it starts getting to the basketball Kevin Green, players. Reggie White, and Mongo. Just too many of my, it, for me. I was like, okay, yeah. this is where you guys are going tonight. So, uh, yeah, Piper comes out next. Uh, he says, Piper says, every time I'm here, the big bald guy stays home. Gene says, you don't have anything against bald guys, do you? And Piper actually kind of breaks stride, puts his arm around me, and Gene laughs. That was a, that was a good moment. I like that. It's all about the moments. Uh, Piper says they call him the Godfather. Well, if I wake up with a horse's head in my bed, I have a barbecue. I love fucking Piper. <laughs> yep, yep. And that's, you know, what you heard in the promo there in the beginning before this. This is a, he, you want to talk about us going off the rails? This dude either was off him or took a ride on one before he came out because this promo went left and right. That right there. I find a horse in my head. I have a barbecue. <laughs> what? Huh? You just got done saying the bald guy's not here. <laughs> I love that line so much. But I was uh, in. It was a good promo. <laughs> yeah, Piper's still in his promo. At one point, Kevin Green points to somebody in the crowd and says, you shut up. So I don't know what was being said there. Did you catch I that? I caught that, too. <laughs> I was like, please tell me someone's like, why are you wearing the jacket? You got released or something. Because he yelled it, and I was like, but he didn't get ruffled because he still delivered his promo, no problem. But he did point at someone and yelled, you shut up. And it even made Flair and Piper go, yo. <laughs> chill like, out, bro. Yeah, they're going to yell shit at you, by the, by the way, Ronda Rousey. I mean, uh, Kevin Green. <laughs> oh, Green says, I don't, I'm not going to take much. I'm not going to take a lot of time. He took about a minute and a half too long. Uh, and then next, uh, Flair was last on the mic and he does Flair and he does the, and we're going to, he does it. We're going to go all night long, but he stops before he says all night long. And he just bounces off the ropes, does the strut and finally says it. Dude, the crowd, this is like, next to Sting, this is the biggest pop that we get from a WCW crowd is Piper and Flair. So, good shit. It's funny that they were just sandbagging Flair during this era. It makes much more sense. I mean, like, not really sandbagging, but, like, he's not getting anything predominant. Like, he's taking care of football stars and doing bullshit. And it's like, when NWO came in, he did kind of have a reason to pissed off because when they came in he was kind of pushed to the side and oh yeah listen how over he is he's the most over guy besides sting piper's yeah. there but flair he comes in place goes nuts yep they pop every time uh that heads us into hour two we get high voltage versus public enemy public enemy's wearing flyers jerseys uh fuck the flyers fuck pubic enemy they won uh next we get <laughs> giant Versus Big Al. My boss's name is Al, and I actually respect him. He's a good dude. I'm going to tell him. I'm going to start calling him Big Al. They they couldn't even think of a name for this guy. Not even a character <laughs> Just, name. You're big. Your name's Al. What's your name? Albert. How about Al? Sure. Ooh, <laughs> Big Al. Uh, what do you think happened here? Uh, next we get Conan Big Al versus- one. <laughs> 
DDP with Kimberly. It's a squash. And then right on fucking cue, brother, 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 brother. I'm getting over a cold, man. You know, you got to give me some fucking slack here. Um, I love Macho. Hey, stupid. <laughs> DDP. It's a good way to get someone's him. attention. Yeah, just chases after him. Uh, next, we get Harlem Heat versus Mongo and Jeff Jarrett. Um, this is where things get a little squirrely. Uh, I wish it would have turned out better, but, you know, we'll take what we can get here. Mongo goes to use the Halliburton on Booker. Sherry grabs it. It goes flying into the air. She actually caught it. Tried to hit Mongo, but Mongo stops her. Booker runs interference. Uh, Deborah tries to go after Sherry, but she reverses, gets her by the throat, uh, pushes Deborah into the corner. Uh, Sherry goes to hit Deborah with the Halliburton, but she ducks last second. Uh, we get Gene and Ring with the Horsemen after the match. Uh, they start talking about the match against Reggie White, which is going to be at Slamboree. Uh, and Mongo actually cut a good promo just because of the context of what was going on. Yeah, it was about football. For those, yeah, exactly. Those of you who don't know, Reggie White used to play in Philadelphia. He didn't want to play there anymore. He went to Green Bay where he won a Super Bowl because mm-hmm. he's one of the most dominant defensive linemen next to Bruce Smith uh, to ever play the game. Uh, and basically what Mongo says is, hey, you know, Reggie showed his true colors. He sold you guys out. He, you know, he he went, he left, he left Philly to go win a championship. He didn't care about you. He cared about the money. Good promo. Uh, Reggie, yeah. Reggie White just jumps the barricade, gets into the ring for the face off. Mongo spits in his face and Gene sold the fuck out of it. <clears throat> Excuse me, Gene. Uh, he spit in his face. He just, Mongo just spit in his face. <laughs> he sold the fuck out of it. Uh, Reggie ta- tackles Mongo, and there's a big pull apart. Uh, not quite Austin and Mike Tyson, but you know, it was a good moment. It was cool it was for what moment. it was. Yeah, uh, we get our main event: it's Luger versus Nash. Uh, Luger at the end of the match hits a forearm, and then the NWO swarms. It's a DQ. Uh, DDP comes to the ring, try to make the save. He gets overtaken. <clears throat> One point, Nash gets a lead pipe from apparently nowhere. Uh, then Giant just saunters to the ring, stands at the ramp. Uh, then Sting comes out. He's got four baseball bats, one for all the faces. Uh, Sting enters the ring and takes out Nash and the NWO powder, and uh, faces stand proud in the middle of the ring. <clears throat> My favorite part, it was the line that took us off the air, was Mike Tanay in his nerdiest voice, Look at him all pale! <laughs> oh, God, it was a horrible, horrible <laughs> line. It was just, yeah. It's funny because this past week on Dynamite, Shivani left it off. Is there such a thing as a 10-star match? That was a 10-star match. Oh, oh, my God. Some things just don't need to be said. Let's not leave things on such a really cool cliffhanger. You know what I mean? Like, right. leave that to me and you. That's how we segue into certain things sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, hey, who likes music? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... I did it for the rock. This week's top topic. You know something mean, Gene. John Cena. Wrestling's not fake. The Rolex wearing what? Diamond ring wearing what? Kiss stealing. Woo! Wheel and dealing. What? Limousine right. What? Jet flying. What? Son of a gun. Woo! Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. 
following ranking order and final decisions are a completely bias-based order, based off The Professor and ODM Made It. And as always, they like to let you know they have not worked in the business, but have been lifelong invested fans much like you, our listeners. With not only their opinions involved, but with countless amount of hours of research done each week, they make sure to provide proper facts and history to back it up. However, they do know that your opinion may vary from theirs. If there is anything you want to chat about, bring to their attention. If there is something they missed or forgot, or you just want to let them know they are out of their freaking minds, feel free to shoot them a message on Facebook or Twitter, or email them at the top of wrestling at gmail.com as always they do appreciate all feedback and continued support at the end of the day they want to make sure that you do see the best of the best before you die and now this week's top topic one cell this on and even that was a pretty shitty segue wow i should join the school of mike tenay and tony yeah. shivani of segways all right cool hey it is this week's top topic one of the very first things that brought ODM and I together was a big group of prostitutes one night. And they <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm Mark. They were all, they were, they were all Lauren Phillips lookalikes. Is there such a thing as a Lauren Phillips hat trick? trick? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I don't know how to do it. I, cause it never mind. Anyway, oh, I know how to do it. <laughs> I know I do too. But anyway, um, <clears throat> this week's music topic. That's one of the things that brought us together is music. We like Beatles. We like the Stones. But we like new stuff. We like to to uh really talk about all different types of music and what's the greats. But when you want to talk about music when it comes to wrestling. Man, entrance themes. It's what gets you going. Before uh, a guy comes to the ring, it's what identifies that person. And sometimes themes just don't match to, to people, and you're like, it doesn't do it for me. You know, I liked Moxley's theme that he had in AEW before he switched to Wild Thing. I don't know why he had to yeah. stop with that one, but I kind of liked it. Um, but he had a shitty one in WWE with the motorcycle. <laughs> Like the beginning of a month. All I ever song. wanted to hear was, uh, what is start it? Start my heart. That's the thank you, Motley Crue. Thank oh. you. That's not going to make it today. But as you know, how we always do it when you have our top 25 entrance themes, we are going to put in 25 oh, honorable, honorable mentions. mentions. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, let me ask you looking at it, I assume you're probably somewhat on board with how this goes. Of course, you know, it could always be the, um, one can go in front of the other, but I assume I have your blessing on moving forward here. Yeah, I'm looking. I, I looked briefly. Uh, I, I think you've you've got the heavy hitters here. I think it's just then a matter of exact order. You know what I mean? So some I feel like didn't it, it, it longevity. I feel like makes a difference as well as again fan impact. You know when you are heard and you're coming out. I can't say some of this has to do biased, especially when I look at number 25, but, you know, I had to make sure they got put in there somewhere, you know. But, honorable mention. I gotta put Judas in there. Um, sure. A song that gets sang by the, the crowd for two straight years, every time you come out, I think it's pretty impactful. You know what I mean? It, it, it To me, it, it rivals some of your biggest uh, themes but I can't say it's going to enter into your uh, main 25. Right. Your other two honorable mentions, Demolition. 
I was a very big fan of Hearing oh, Demolition. Yeah. And then Sting, what we will eventually hear by Starcade 97 is your Crow theme. I think I want to say longevity-wise and maybe crowd impact. I, I think it's a badass theme, but I don't think it's one of those ones that you hear it and you're going to go nuts. Nope. I absolutely um, agree It's funny because I'm actually looking at the list and I see one thing. I'll even say a team has been omitted and by accident, and I'm going to be putting him in on the fly. Don't you worry, because you may even have that thought already. But I want to have a little bit of fun with this. You know me. I like to have some fun with the editing. So, you know, as I say the the number, we'll even let you do your three words that you like to say before the Buffalo Bills theme each time. So here we go. Our top topic, number 25. Oh, did you want me to read it? Goldberg, hit the music. There you go. You didn't have to say the, the Goldberg. I was just going to say hit the music. There you go. I'm giving... Wow. Softballs are not big enough for you today, man. Listen, man, I'm a little fucking fried, okay? Gosh. All right. Shouldn't have taken that long chicken nugget break. All right, yes, but Goldberg, you hear this one. Um, it's a march. It's an anthem, and you know that someone is headbutt- headbutting a door and on their way to the ring. <laughs> But it's what I like about some of these songs, or a good chunk of them, they're used at sporting events, too. Yep. Um, a lot of them are, are used at sporting events. I mean, it didn't make it in here, but Fandango, even that song made it to uh, certain things, even Red Wings games. Bobby Roode's uh, Glorious was Glorious. done at Red Wings yeah, games. I know, yeah. You know, or even Amherst games. Yep. All right. Let's try this again. Three words. Coming in at number 24. I so wanted to fuck with you. Hit the music. You think you know me. <laughs> you think you know me. If that would have been three words, it would have worked out better. But it didn't. <laughs> no, but man, I love this one. This song, I mean, to show you the impact, go back to two Royal Rumbles where he made a return. 2010, but obviously his most impactful one was the beginning of 2020, right before the pandemic. Um, you hear that song and people go just nuts. He used to have the Rob Zombie one that never gonna stop. Then he moved into this one, and this one is what he's carried into retirement. Oh, actually, no. Changed it up at, at WrestleMania. Didn't even know he had a new theme. When he came yeah. out, I go, oh, yeah. that's new. <laughs> it's, but I'm cool with that. It's his own brood type version. Uh, number three. No. <laughs> We're batting a thousand here. Hit the music. Latino. That's right. 23 is what I meant. I meant three out of the 20s. Oh, I got I lie, I cheat, I steal. Just like this guy, man, Eddie Guerrero. It's, it's just a good chance. That everyone, when when you hear it, you got excited and you knew it was one man and it was Eddie. They used to use it with the Los Guerreros, but synonymous, of course, with Eddie. Um, I'd like it if maybe somehow, it, it maybe even you know when they hit the music, how about you even do it? it? We'll have you do it in the form of each one of the wrestlers. This one, here you go, another softball, number twenty-two. Hit the music, baby. There you go. I love that. That's a good one. I would actually have rather Cody came out to this at WrestleMania. I would have, this would have been way better. 
Here you go. I think it was not the American Nightmare, but you know, maybe cool. next, maybe next. I may be coming out in polka dots, baby. Oh, I'm calling it right now. This dude's winning the Royal Rumble. I just I he. I, I read an interview where he said that uh, the first time he really started about wanting to get back into it was when people were talking about names that should have won a Royal Rumble by now, and Ziggler and him are in the names. And he's like, and that would be a great thing to have under my belt. And I go, and that's how we're facing Ro- Roman Reigns next year at WrestleMania. There, you go. <laughs> there we go. And Love it's it. family lineage versus family lineage, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right, baby. All right. Oh, man. I mean, this one kind of is the originator of why you do this, but number 21. All you fat sweat hogs out there, take a look at what a real podcast sounds like. Hit the music. Excellent use of a snare drum. I love it. Just like a, it just builds up. When you hear it, you're like, man, it sounds like you're at a burlesque show. Or Yeah, it's awesome, much, man. Yeah. It's That's exactly what it's, it is. And you knew that the guy was going to come out and have uh, someone's wife's face on his tights. <laughs> Number 20. Ayo, hit the music. Of course, a song we just recently used with our uh, tribute to Scott Hall. Another good one. Kind of, It sounds like a, uh, a tumbleweed is going by. Little, not really. No, that's not. Yeah, the word it sounded more like tires squealing. There you go. Okay. Touche. <laughs> oh man, I'd love to hear how this impression goes. Number nineteen. Uh, no, because I'm actually curious. Which one is it, or is it both of them? We go in word life, or are we going? No, the 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 main one. <laughs> John Cena sucks. Hit the fuck. Oh, look at that. Dicks. That's three words. <laughs> Uh, again, it's you hear it, you know it's him. Whether you're a fan of him or not, you want to cheer or boo, you're going to get a reaction. That song gives a reaction 100% every time. I got. Uh, I was in Wegmans once, and uh, I was walking by some guy, and his uh, phone went off, and his ringtone was that music, and I stopped, and I looked at him. <laughs> just, I, just, I kind of shook my head like, you fucking loser. <laughs> I punched him in the face. It turned out to be that boy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't that wouldn't shock me. Well, speaking of, he had this guy's medals. Number eighteen. Hit the music. I wasn't gonna try to do that question. Well, I mean that pretty much was. I mean, kinda sounds like him, just a little amped down. Okay. This one, it's funny how this one just became you suck. It's it's yeah. like and that is a um a nod to Kurt Angle, which is really funny. It became a thing of hating him, but then it's like a, even when you're so happy he's back, you still say you suck. Yep. Again, the song makes that difference. It helps. And that was that was began by uh, Edge all the way back then. He was the one that started that chant to get people doing really? that. I don't remember yep. that. I just saw an old clip of uh, him and Edge where Edge had the – must have given him, like, shots of, like, him in the ring, and he wrote shit on the back. The cue cards. The cue cards, yeah. Doing the old Wayne's World thing. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yep. I love that. That's a great moment. And that's actually not too far along where the, the You Suck chant comes in. There you Perfect go. timing. Well, number 17. We're revolution. We're co- oh, no, that's the other guys. Uh, never mind. Hit the music. 
<laughs> yes, I'm talking about Triple H, Orton, Flair, and Batista. You're thinking of Retribution, which had T-Boz, <laughs> Left Eye, D's Nuts. Wrong group. Nah, man. This is, this is the god. Lemmy. Lemmy is a god. That's right. Motorhead. Yep. They're even going to be on this uh, list more it's than once Lemmy, today. Yeah. And we go from one stable to another. Number 16. Hit the music. I really wish I could play this on guitar. And you're hearing the horses just gallop through the beginning. You're like, oh, man. And it's just uh, another one. And and especially when this one starts to hit on Nitro every time, I'm like, yeah, baby. Horseman's coming to the ring. Gets me every time. And you're right. It's the guitar solo. It's just very old school, bluesy. uh, Kind of a country blues kind of sound. I love that one. Oh yeah. Spittin' fire, baby. Number fifteen. Hit the music. For a second I thought you had a cold again. But no, that's right. That's uh Big Red Machine himself, Kane. And he's gone through some changes. The song kinda had lyrics at some point, it didn't, it had different kind of beats to it, but all along it stayed the same version. My favorite was the two thousand three when his uh mask finally came off and it did have the lyrics that i thought that was a just a different feel to his his song um number 14 i'm gonna clarify his main one not the one that only lasted for about a year number 14 right hit the music (laughs) i like that you did the randy orton pose there that was uh that was pretty cool i like that one i mean you did have his other one, the, hey, nothing you can say, meh. But this one was, as soon as the I hear voices comes yeah. out, everybody went nuts. Oh, and, yeah. and, and that it was exactly around the time that he started to form Legacy and everything. I mean, he, this song became huge. I did like the other, his old school one, where the fireworks were dropping at the same time, though. I did like that. But then he just ended up being when he got in the ring. Number 13. The music. I couldn't come up with anything clever. Fair enough. I guess, you know, just saying hit the music works each time. But I mean, this is one of those ones. It's that shrieking guitar. Oh, don't do that dance. You look like you were. I understand you were trying to do the Bret Hart dance, but it looked like you were just trying to shake whatever bitty titties you got there. A cups, come on. (laughs) Not a bra, it's a bro. We are all for reals. Let's get these last 12 done. (laughs) Here it is. Now, this one is where I'm going to actually do the split. You got number 12. You got a group within a group. And I'll just tell you right now, I'll say, hit the music. Your first three words. That's right. Break it down. DX. But I'm going to give this one a tie because they're in the group. But as you already know... That's right, your ass should call somebody. New Age Outlaws. This is where I had to mix them in there and had to make sure, especially when you're talking about Judas, you know, someone singing along, a group singing along. Right. All you had here was the... Dun, 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 dun. You didn't even need Road Dog to even say shit. The, gr- the group did it for you. Even when he stopped doing it, the crowd was still singing it for you. Hated when they came back and they did the PG version. Yeah. In like 2011. <laughs> well, you better call somebody. Oh. <laughs> uh, like don't Austin. even come out. Just come out. Right. Just come out to it. Just something different. <laughs> Mr. Austin, you can't use the middle finger. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and do it anyway. Thank you. 
Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, right. You're going to tell Austin he can't use the middle finger? (laughs) (laughs) Number 11. He's just a sexy boy. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Vince McMahon's son that he wished he really had. The one with real wrestling talent. The heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. And, I mean, it kind of works out. His pals, number 10. Hit the music, brother. I could have really played probably like five or six different Jimi Hendrix songs in this spot when you really <laughs> think about it. I mean, anything could have worked. It's just so good. I love the NWO theme. Well, Hogan does that end up coming out to Voodoo Child at some point, doesn't he? He does, yep, yeah. very soon. He's going to start that out. But uh, right now we're getting hints of uh, Hey Joe and, and uh, hey Highway and, uh, Child as highway, well. Uh, yep, yep. Yeah, that was a good yeah. call by you, yeah. Nailed it. Well, look at this. Coming right into the rest of the click. Number nine. Time to play the game. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there goes that impression for the day. It's getting over a cold, man. Cut me some slack. I will say, I did like our time. The one with him and and, uh, China. I thought that was a cool one. But when he went into this one, the game. Time to play the game. This was... Oh, yeah. The official crossover to being your boss, daughter-banging world champion. Coming in at number eight. Brother, 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 brother. <laughs> wow, this the rest of this entire list is just going to play hell on your voice. I love it. But no one else can come out to pop and circumstance the way that Randy Savage does, man. I mean, it, it's never been done. Well, I, I nope, take that back. Jay Lethal. Probably the only other guy that'll really do it, but he's doing it in tribute to Randy Savage. Yeah. Number seven. Woo! That's right. Space Mountain himself. Like I said, the man is just hot every time he comes out. No, it doesn't matter what arena he's in. You hear the beginning of his music, the crowd's going to go nuts. Oh, yeah. And even in even at WrestleMania 38, he would have gotten a huge reaction. Even if you didn't want to see him there, he would have gotten a reaction. Mm-hmm. And that's that dark side of the ring thing aside. People would have been like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. You know, Hogan got booed. You went too far with the the racist thing. Swinging your pee-pee, it's a little less frowned upon. All right. <laughs> Number six. You're canceled. <laughs> I like that segue. That's awesome. And just like I said to the uh, the Fantasy League, no chance in hell. This is one two man that people love to sing. It's a heel coming to the ring. You don't like him, but you're going to sing no chance in hell every time this guy comes to the ring. And it's funny because my wife, what is wrong with him? That's just how he walks. Like permanently? Kind of. <laughs> I'm not sure if it became a real thing, though. I'm not sure if it's something he was doing around the office. They're like, you should just really do this on, on camera, too, man. Yeah, Quit walking to with the stick up your ass. Do it for real. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Here's another one that's going to give your voice some hell. Number five. What am I supposed to say here? I mean. It doesn't really? matter. Oh. <laughs> Fucking impressive. I was like. I don't know. I mean, he's got one goddamn theme that they did it in 17 different ways. All you had to do is just the impressive. Good for you, ODM. Yeah, nice, nice. Look at you having some fun today. 
Well, this one I'll let you just cut any kind of odd promo you really want. Here you go, number four. This guy's a flat earther and doesn't like black people. I thought you were going to say, she makes me want to buy rubbers. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah. Destrucity. <laughs> all right, well, you said all you need to do about this guy, but this one, again, you hear it, crowd would give you the highest prop, oh, uh, yeah. highest pop of the night, no matter who's on the card, even more than who's going to come in at number two. But before we get there, what's number three? Excellent job. That was perfect. I like that you actually let the gong hit first before you could do anything, and then you giggled. Perfect. That's exactly the impersonation I would have done, too. Yep. Dynamite dropping today, ODM. That's right. The dead man, the undertaker, the man that is now a Hall of Fame, a Hall of Framer, Hall and of just Framer. retired. We were past Ultimate Warrior. You don't got to talk like it's that. It's funny. I'm, I, you know, I'm looking at your uh, the list. We're both looking at the same list, right? I mean, you had plenty of time to get together this one. Yes. You just kind of looked at it. Oh. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for number two, or should I give you more of a buildup? Ladies and gentlemen, it is number two. Hit the music, brother. One of the most, like, famous guitar licks, like, in music in general. Like, everybody knows. I would say Jim Johnson's probably biggest song of all time, yeah. I am a real American. And then you've got the remix, too, the sad version. That's my favorite one. I hate to use it when we do because it means bad things. And I almost used it during last week's trifecta or the hat trick, and I go, no, that's that's just bad juju. Did you ever see Team America? <laughs> yeah. America, fuck yeah. They have the sad version of it. Eastbound and Down has uh, what's-his-name coming out to it as well in a baseball game. You know the rule. We can't talk Eastbound and Down because then I just cut the promo from the beginning of the episode. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're not allowed to do that anymore. That's right. You want to talk about getting canceled. All right, man. Well, here it is. The biggest one that everybody, honestly, you hear it, and that's all you need. We've seen it this past uh, or two weeks ago now or almost about that. Number one. purposely let that um, go i want to hear the glass break. you did it was perfect actually i swear i was like this one actually almost needs no introduction just some glass breaking i swear even if i heard it at like in a bar you hear someone like a waitress <laughs> do it people <laughs> always 100 <laughs> percent. i don't people are like all clapping along <laughs> good for you i'm like nah man i'm like where's austin is he coming out who's getting stunned right now Waitress? Then I stun one of the waitresses. Yeah, just out of nowhere. <laughs> it's a good old time. Slam a couple of beers. Maybe after two of them are going across my face, I sip about a shot's worth altogether. By the way, we never talked about Pat McAfee laying at ringside and just drinking the beer. God damn. He is He's getting up there with... Uh, our truth as a, a, a just a, a a gem. He's someone, man. He, he's a national treasure. I love him. That is our list. Hey, man, music makes the difference sometimes when it comes to wrestling. Back, I mean, there used to be times when heels would come out to nothing, yeah, and it's right. like, eh, you know, brainbusters used to do it. You know, certain guys like, and I'm like, I didn't care for it. When you had a, I I've just always been a fan of the, the. The music, and you know, one guy that didn't make it on here, and I kind of thought, I mean, but then I would have been at the top fifty. But um, Mr. Perfect, it's another one. It's a that, heel, yeah. you know, it's a heel guy. Perfect had that music that 
You're like, oh, it's a smug sound, too. Yeah, and, but and still, it was perfect for his it, persona. Right. Yeah. No. If anything, I think it would have made the honorable mentions. I think that was this was a pretty good list. Again, we're getting down to nitpicking, but ultimately, the, yeah. everything's in its right tier. Exactly. Well, that is the end of our list, and that is the end of our episode. Coming up for more top topics, we're going to be talking top families, top masked wrestlers, top face painted wrestlers. We even got finishers, submission specialists of all time. And next week, we are back with our movie of the week. And I think this time, we'll maybe even talk a little bit about it and explain it instead of the way we kind of half-assed lucky number Slevin last week. (laughs) And no, I'm not saying Slevin. It is actually that word. Thanks so much for listening to the Top of Wrestling podcast. I am the professor. I bid you a farewell. And as always, ODM... The man, the myth, the legend, the doc, he leaves you with just four words. I got nothing, bro. (laughs) Fucking on par for the week. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are The Professor, Mark Plantasia, and ODM, Joe Rizzo, with special weekly segments by Nightwing the Analyst, Rashawn Hilton. Without your continued support, it would just be some guys talking wrestling. Feel free to interact with the show on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com. So, WrestleMania, Hillary texts uh, Laura and goes, so uh, Logan Paul, pretty impressive, better than I thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She writes back, that boy said he's not watching. He doesn't care to watch it. And I go, full of shit. You're full of shit. Even everyone and their mother is going to watch this. Not to mention, what are you bringing to the table on the radio show? You know what I mean? Like, what are you going to say? Oh, I didn't watch? Yeah, And I'm right. like, I'm sorry. I admit this to you, man. It was a very, very, very entertaining WrestleMania for two days. I thought it was. It's funny how WWE put out a stat. <laughs> the most gro- It was the highest grossing in social media compared to the Super Bowl. Yeah, bitch, you did it for two days. No shit. You should be doubled down. <laughs> anyway, um, that boy said he wasn't going to watch. So Saturday morning we were going out and I just happened, we were getting ready to leave and I happened to open up my phone, Uh the show was on and I turn and I go, huh, I wonder if he'll have anything to say. 
Hillary goes, is he drinking a baby Pepsi or is he that big? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. 